Hi, this is Billy Campbell from Sci-Fi's Helix, and you are listening to Genretainment. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Genretainment over here on SciFiPulseRadio.com. We're your hosts, Marks. And Julie. And Genretainment is where we talk about what's happening in the world of film, TV, and web series. We give you interviews with writers, directors, producers, and actors in both independent and not-so-independent creations. And for today's show, we chat with the cast and crew of the web series Drifter Broken Road, and the upcoming Drifter Lonesome Highway. We speak to writer and producers Jason Brazier and Brittany Greer, who are joined by actors Rodney Wiseman, who stars as Moses, and Vanessa Leinani, who stars as the Drifter. Now, we haven't had a new episode for a few weeks, and that's because we've been developing our uh, new web series, the H.P. Lovecraft-inspired anthology series called Whispers from the Shadows. Now, we teamed up with the very popular online magazine Lovecraft Ezine to adapt some of their best short stories. Yes, and we're very excited. Woohoo! We'll keep you updated on it. Right now, you can check it out on our Facebook page, and we'll be on the Lovecraft Easing Sunday Google Hangout chat on February 23rd to speak more about it. Yeah. Uh, if you want to, you know, not only hear our voices, but see our faces, then this is your chance. Hmm. <laughs> But be forewarned. No, just kidding. <laughs> now, we would like to mention before we get started with the interviews that the music you just heard at the beginning of the show was a snippet from the theme song for our web series, Reality on Demand. It's a song composed and performed by our friend Tishon Hardy. You can find our web series at realityondemandseries.com. And now, let's go to our interview. Yes. It wasn't supposed to be like this. Death paints our once great land. Blood on everyone's hands. All oil shipments to the U.S. were put to a halt. Reserves quickly ran dry. Car factories burned. Chaos lit up the sky. An uprising began. Sides were chosen. Allegiances made. They called it the Second Civil War. Now scavengers, we have to fight to stay in a land with no direction, no leaders, no government. This land once stood for peace. Now it's barely standing. Well, welcome to the show. And can you please introduce yourselves and your role in Drifter 2? So let's start with Jason. I'm Jason Brazier. I am the director, co-writer, and one of the producers, and now one of the editors on Drifter Lonesome Highway. I'm Brittany. I am a co-writer, a producer. I did makeup, um, and then I was also one of the characters. Oh, I'm yeah, and I was too. Editing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my name is Rodney, Rodney Wiseman, uh, rodneywiseman.com. I played as Moses, and it was a pleasure of working with everyone on the Drifter series. My name is Vanessa Leinani, and I play Drifter. Great. Now, now, Rodney, were you really a guy named Moses, or did they just call you that because you had them wandering around, felt like 40 years? <laughs> Well, actually, this entire series was based on my biography. Actually, uh, uh, I was uh, I was basically looking for a buck, and they said they were hiring, so you know I I commended them. But uh, it's actually a very good series. Um, actually, to be honest with you, I've never even spoke to Jason about this, but a lot of um, elements with Moses um, I can relate to in my life, you know, as far as the wanderer. He's not just a wanderer because he's, you know, not focused on anything, just a drifter, no cares, no worries. That's actually not Moses at all. He's He is, in some people's eyes, he could be a wanderer or a drifter, and rightfully so, but, however, he does have a, a cause for this. There has been elements of his past that has caused him to drift and, and wander and revenge. You know, there's a time for mourning and there's a time for vengeance. 
which um, those elements are all within Moses, as well as has been in my life. But um, there's elements of the past that induce this um, that he pushes from, but there's also something in the future that he's trying to get, to accomplish, to retrieve. Whether that is a reckoning from the past or, you know, uh, a visionary or an envision for the future. So something pushes him, but something also pulls him. Uh, you know, as far as the character of Moses, he's... Kind of, um, I was saying that kind of describes the character that Vanessa plays too, the drifter. Absolutely. And uh, Vanessa and Jason, as far as both of you go, uh, we're more than welcome for your input, of course. But I can see distinct differences with um, Drifter and Moses. But remarkably so, I can see some remarkable resemblances, you know, um, you know, some similar elements. You know, yeah, quite often. Yeah, well, and I, yeah, and I think early on, the whole goal with that, with with the creation of both characters, was to give somebody, like, to create somebody that was not, in essence, Drifter's equal, with her equal on some standards, but was coming from something completely different than what she was, and trying to find that balance. Because in the first series, spoiler, I mean, I mean, people haven't watched it, but she, 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 she could have killed you, but she didn't. You know, it's like a why does she do that? And I think there's some type of real underlying respect of some kind that is in there. There's just something about his character that she identifies with as well. But yeah, yeah. I think they recognize. I think they recognize that within each other too. Like they keep getting thrown into these random situations, and it's just kind of like, well, the smart thing to do would just to get one of the other to get rid of one, like. Moses to get rid of Drifter, or Drifter get rid of, to get rid of Moses, but I feel like they can't because I honestly feel like when we were writing them, it was like they recognized something within each other that almost could still be saved. That there's something there that they're just like, okay, like I I can kind of see where they're coming from because I'm also coming from mm-hmm. the same spot. Um, so I feel like yeah. it was like one of those they push and pull each other regardless if they like it or not, but I feel like they can't take like take each other out just because it's like it's, it would be taken out yourself, essentially. A part of yourself or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's kind of what we the goal was with his character, yes. It's kind of like they respect each other. Even though they're kind of sort of opposing, they can't help but respect each other to a certain extent, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, it's Ronnie, kind of like sacred cool. ground. What's that? You're just too cool for school. That's why she can't you. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh no, Vanessa. What do you think about the the sort of the the characters? How what the character Moses brings out in your character? He's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> now is this Vanessa or my ex-wife? Because I can't say. <laughs> oh, okay. No, this, this is Drifter Vanessa. <laughs> No, the character finds him absolutely annoying because he just gets under her skin all the time by everything that he says, every action that he takes, and she wants to kill him. But he's kind of like a little brother, you know? Mm-hmm. Got to keep him around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, before we get to yeah, exactly. too much further in, for those listeners who haven't seen Drifter yet, they haven't seen season one, can someone give kind of a, of a description of what Drifter is about and and where the character Drifter and M- Moses fit into it? Uh, I'll start and Brittany can finish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Drift, Drifter um, is basically, it's, it's set in a post-apocalyptic or dystopian uh, America that takes place. Broken Road picks up five years after a second civil war has pretty much decimated uh, the country. And we fought, we're following her in Broken Road. We kind of catch up halfway through um, her story and through some create some flashbacks that we use creatively. It helps to have help drive the story forward. We find out about her past and why she's on this path. And um, the first one, um, she meets um, Ed and Emily, who own a um, training post, and. Uh, her past catches up to her. Her past and her actions in the first episode catch up to her, 
by the end of the series, and she has to protect them uh, and whatnot. So, and then she moves on, and then we've got the next one, which we were in post on, called Drifter Lonesome Highway, which picks up, I would probably say, uh, six or seven weeks after Broken Road. Okay. Take it away, Brittany. Yeah, um, with the second one, we uh, we were really thinking, um, you see what she experiences uh, essentially after the war. Um, in this one, you really get to see... Um, really cool things like as in as far as like flashbacks go of like her past um so you get to see her immediately after um some very bad things had happened to her in the first one so you get to see some of her past actions and this one we really um she's really on the war path still going after sands and she keeps running into these people um and her against her better judgment decides to help um a group of people um, and with that, I mean, you get a lot of um, interesting stories with some new bad guys. Um, you know, we have an interesting story with Moses. You kind of see um, how he is a bigger part in the story world than people may have um, thought to begin with. Um, and with Drifter, you kind of get to see um, not necessarily a different side to her, but you can kind of see why um, why she doesn't want to be around people, why she's on this path of vengeance, um, even though she even openly admits that she doesn't think it's a very good idea. Um, so we get to see more of her past um, and how it's actually propelling her decisions that she's making now. Okay. Yeah, it really shows. where We really try to show the effects of the Second Civil War um, on not only her character uh, mentally, and physically, but everybody around her in this one tried to make it to show the effects of the war and what and what type you know what this war has created and brought people to do. Mm-hmm. Great. And um, now, when will season two? Is a season two scheduled to be out? We are right now. We haven't set it in concrete yet, but we are aiming for the first of May, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll be this you know we'll be setting that date the solid date here pretty soon. We're in the middle of editing right now, but I know that we're aiming for the 1st of May right now as the premiere of the new season. And it'll be eight episodes long, and so we'll have an eight-week run of episodes. In the meantime, everybody can get caught up on season one. Yeah, where can they find season one? Season one you can find on DrifterSeries.com, and our new site redesign should launch in February as well when we uh, launch the trailer. Okay, so... Let's get into the characters a little more. We already talked a little bit about Moses, but we'll we'll visit him again here in just a moment. Ronnie's character. Uh, let's let's talk about Vanessa. Tell us a little bit about your character and and how you prepare for that character. Well, um, my character goes a lot deeper this second time around in the psychological aspects of things, and she kills a lot more people. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good so far. Yeah, it, it's hard to say because you know there's a lot of stuff that I can't say at this time because it's crucial to the story mm-hmm. and what's going to happen. So, yeah, um, preparing for her, I always try to do more physical work and to just dive into the lines. Now, if you were to introduce your character to somebody so that they understand who she is, what would you say? I would say that she's a girly girl at heart. The system of her being in the uh, FBI at a previous time conditioned her to have skills that help her to think logically, strategically, survive. And because of the murder of her family, it's ultimately created a one-woman killing show. <laughs> and she's just hell-bent on revenge for her sands. Yeah, that was actually a re- that was really brutal. They I mean, did a flashback and they showed what happened to her family. That was just, that was gut-wrenching. Mm-hmm. It gets even more brutal in the second part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's child play. Okay, I'm a wuss, or you really amped it up. <laughs> a little both. It was really intimidating, I think, working with Vanessa, like because, like I had, I didn't get to meet her in the first one, um, because of work, so I was more behind the scenes, um, and I didn't get to meet her or Rodney. Rodney again, like I said, was just too cool for school. He came walking up with his coffee cup. It was just like morning. I was like, "Holy crap!" I was like, "This guy's awesome." Like I was like, kind of, like shocked. Like kind of like it felt like he was like this huge star. I was like, "Holy crap!" I'm like, "Who is this guy?" 
And then, like, the first time I met, met Vanessa was awesome. Like, she was so much fun. And then getting to work with her, like, because I had to act against her. And that was so intimidating because, I mean, she's been doing this for so long, and she's very talented. And it's like I'm delivering lines like a child, and, like, she's doing this emotional <laughs> thing, and she's crying, and everyone's like, oh, my God, Vanessa. And I'm like, everyone's going to hate me. I'm like, like me. Because I'm just, like, screaming at you. But it was so much fun. Like, I mean, she's, I mean, she's extremely supportive. Like, when I would tell her, like, oh, God, I'm nervous about this. Like, I mean, she's just like, oh, you just got to find your character, you know, and, you know, just, like, go for it. And, like, so, I mean, to me, like, I think, Vanessa, you're awesome. Like, I was very intimidated to say lines with you because I think you're so fantastic. And I think, I mean, I really think you hit your stride in this one. Um, well, and to, and to be time, fair, too. Awesome. Well, okay, well, well, Brittany, I think the main thing that made you and I nervous is that we had, didn't get a chance to really read over our lines very much until it was time to oh, film. Oh, yeah. And so I mean, we were sitting there like her lines and just bam, 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 bam. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, God. And, like, she was, I mean, <laughs> yeah. super awesome. Like, yeah. she didn't, like, she didn't get, like, cranky that we were having trouble with our lines. She's like, no, no, you're fine. Like, and her stuff is very emotional, like, in the scenes with us, like, like, we're just being sarcastic and mean, and she has to do very emotional things, and so she was, like, a trooper to, like, be able to stay in that, that mode for that long mm-hmm. um, and deal with us. That's not, I mean, I was appreciative of that, but, yeah, I was intimidated to work with her because she's really good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, and, Brittany and Jason, can you tell us anything about the characters you play in Season yeah. 2? Sure. Oh, yeah. uh, I will. <laughs> Well, basically for me, I play the same character that you see at the end of Broken Road. Mm-hmm. But that last scene in the end of Broken Road, when you see, when I have that scene of Vanessa, that's later on. All the flashbacks with our characters, and the, we're part of the Loudon Rangers. Um, we are part of the group that saved her in Broken Road. So, like, all the flashbacks in Lonesome Highway with the Rangers take place after she was saved by the Rangers. And it takes place between that scene and my scene at the end when Drifter's leaving the Rangers. So, and Brittany, I'll let you have fun with that. Oh, yeah. Um, Frazier came to me and said that I believe his exact words were, you're going to get to play someone named Cassidy. We're going to be brother and sister, which, I mean, we act like siblings usually anyway, so it's not a stretch. Um, He's like, so think of yourself as like a female version of John McClane. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) I was like, that just sounds like a great idea. Um, but so I play Cassie, so I'm, I'm his sister in this story world. And we kind of, we're not necessarily from a broken home, but I mean, it's, it's kind of a fun, it was a fun thing to do because it's like, like we were, like Frazier was saying earlier, this one is not showing just drifters problems with this new world, but it's like everybody's and you see that like everybody's kind of broken and like everybody, like my character was in college and my character comes home and it's like, we have nothing left. It's just he and I. So we joined this group and it's like, I mean, we're just kind of like, I mean, you're killing people. And so it's just showing how broken like these people actually are, but it was fun because my character is more, my character's trying to get drifter to stay with us. And obviously they're flashbacks. So, I mean, obviously she does not (laughs) stay with us, but I mean, you kind of get to see, this group of people that are so open to killing people trying to keep her under control because she's very unstable at the time. So, I mean, it was very fun. It was very fun to shoot. It was hot. <laughs> it was really hot those days. Um, but it was fun because, I mean, I got to got to do some physical things. And like I said, Vanessa, even though I was intimidated, she was a blast to work with, and she really, I don't know, she really helped me out and make, made me feel comfortable with what I was having to do. <laughs> Well, let's go back to Rodney's character a little bit. Is there anything you'd like to add about your character, Rodney? Uh, any preparations you did for the character? Or... Well, as far as preparation for the character, I, I kind of sort of, I, I have a different approach for each role that I play. Mm-hmm. But however, they are all symbolic. I try to, um, more than just reading the um, the script and the description of the character, once I get a description of the character and the scene, I try to um, introduce the scene, whether it be scenes from the script or just going with my imagination. I try to, to vivid what, what brought this character up to this point. Now, as far as where the character is going to go from this point, that all depends on the script. And likewise, 
But um, there's certain elements in life that I can personally relate to that might help me out with the role. Um, and uh, uh, maybe other other stories in life, whether it be the media as far as films go, whether it be other persons in my life, or whether it just be, you know, um, stories that I've heard, you know. This character, there's actually two or three things that help me. There's several things that help me out with this character. Um, Moses, he um, he's actually not a bad guy, just like um, Vanessa's role. He's just misunderstood. Way, he, he's just misunderstood, yes. <laughs> well, and we, yeah. we kept telling, That's we kept what telling they Rodney, are. too, is that, like, we kept telling Rodney, too, is like, he's just like a man of circumstance. I mean, he's not a bad guy. It's just this is kind of the yeah. thing, these are the things you would have to do in this world. I mean, you would have to do these things to survive. Well, you know, and, yeah, you and know, he, pretty much yeah. all the characters that they wrote in have that gray area element where they could either go one way or another at any given time. Yeah. yeah. Well. Oh yeah, and those I think those are the best characters too, or characters that are more gray than well, black or white. True to life. They're way really. more fun. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, and like I was going to say before. Um, uh, one thing, kudos, uh, kudos. Uh, my hat's off to Vanessa, because not only, um, like, I was listening to all of you talk about how it was a pleasure to work with her, you know, it was an intense role that she had and such as that, but she she was still respectful uh, to other characters if they needed to take a break or, or what have you. Um, Vanessa, it was great to work with her because she's a great, phenomenal artist, but she's also a lady. Um you know she respects other people and 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 uh, and she helps um um she she gives a great deliverance but she also helps to you as another artist to give a great deliverance you can't feed off your your opposite in a scene you have to be prepared yourself but it really does help tremendously to to be able to have those elements of your your opposite to 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 bring off of, and and it always works good to have a good person that can deliver. And kudos to Vanessa. But um, as far as my artists, it's kind of like I can mention several other persons that you would recognize in the film industry. Um, Moses, let's look at his character. He's not a bad guy, but something brought him to this point, just like Vanessa, her role. Um, she wasn't born with this identity, um, but certain elements that happen, certain activities, certain scenarios in life have helped her develop the character uh, that she was in the per- in the movie, you know. Now, I'm talking about her role. Well, it's just like Moses. Um, he wasn't necessarily always this way, even though he was with the... Uh, the military and such as that, he has a different persona than what he was in the military. You know, Moses was a family man, you know. and um, But through certain scenarios, certain activities, yes, he does have that old militant attitude, but however, it's different now because um, of the scenarios that happened with his wife and, um, you know, I have to to limit myself in the conversation because I don't know what all has been, you know, uh, uh, revealed uh, to the public so uh, far. Uh, yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that, that description, that that always seems like those are my favorite characters in just about anything. And, you know, I watch mostly genre stuff, but, you know, you see, um, you know, like recently on TV and the TV show Revolution, I don't know if anyone's seen it, but Giancarlo Esposito's character, you see the flashbacks, he was like this family guy and worked in corporate America, it was like an accountant or something, but then when the shit hit the fan, he just, he became so hardened, and he ends up being like kind of a bad dad and husband, but everything he did to get that way, he did initially to protect them and to care for them, and then I know like... um you know, in Buffy, Spike, you know, you see flashbacks. He was oh, this, you know, he was this guy who was like, oh, he was in love and he followed his heart. And and because such terrible things happened to him, because he was so sensitive, that's what made him become so brutal. 
Oh yeah, exactly. and like we were saying earlier, like those those characters are the most fun because if you think about it, like if you put yourself in those situations, it's like it's so easy for someone to go one way or the other when they're a great character because it's like what if you would have if you're in that situation if you put yourself in that situation. See, like, I think it's the most thing. passionate characters that can go one way or the other. It's the people who oh are yeah most passionate and you know and and driven by that that they can. After after you know so much bad happens, boy, they turn on a dime. And if if they're passionate about being these good people, when they turn, boy, do they turn. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely, and vice and and vice versa. You know, and one thing about one thing I would like to include about um, uh, the entire the entire Drifter series is um, just when people think that they've seen the first episode. And Jason, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but and Vanessa as well. But when they seen the first series and they're like, "Wow, this is awesome! I have a great interpretation of this, where it's going to go. I want to see the rest." The second they think they have an insight on it with the first episode, they're going to realize on the second episode the entire Drifter series is there is a new mystery behind every corner. And there's no way to interpret it because whether it be the future, what the future holds, or a revelation of someone's past, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I do really like about this one, you know. I'm yeah, really anxious yeah. for the film to be be done, you know. It's it's it's, it's gonna, <laughs> oh, uh, gonna, I am too. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to film that at Virgin Island. That was, I think, cast and crew kept saying like the whole entire time because we had like like every day we had a different weather situation. It felt like, but like I remember everyone's like, so Fraser, Brittany, you're gonna write the next one. It's gonna be Drifter like Spa, right? So, like that was like the big joke is that the third one was actually gonna be written to where Drifter actually just goes to a spa and like everybody just hangs out. Um, so it won't be as intense. <laughs> That sounds yeah, a lot better. Okay. So, so you had some weather challenges, is what you're saying? That uh, that could occur yeah. in the middle of the country, as is. Uh, so you had some weather issues. We, Can tell us about that, and then any other challenges that you had that we, popped up in season two. We live in the twilight zone of weather. I, call it <laughs> I like that. Uh, um, because one day, like right now, it's like snow and it's a blizzard outside, and then two days from now, it's going to be sunny and probably sixty. <laughs> you know, you never know. Yeah, our um, our first our it, first two weekends, it was in the um, high nineties with like humidity of like a hundred and two, I think, a hundred and three, and you have, I mean, everybody was in jeans, and I mean, um, Vanessa was double layered. Uh, me and Brazier were double layered. Um, we had people um, in like fireman's coats and stuff like that. And so everybody was sweating and and then two weeks later, we're out shooting like 14, 15 hours um, a day and it's raining, and it's about 20. So it's just like, remember when we were complaining because it was hot? <laughs> like, I, I just don't want to be wet anymore. Like, I just want to be dry and, like, feel my fingers. <laughs> I told everyone, uh, yeah. I was like, I love this. I'm enjoying it now because I know it's going to be brutal in the next two weeks or so. Yeah, and Vanessa's like, I'm fine. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> so did, you have any, did anybody end up having any sort of uh, – Heat emergencies or getting sick or? Well, we had one Tyler, of our guys. Tyler before. got sick. Yeah, yeah, we set him down for a while and gave him lots of water um, and let him cool off. Yeah. That was the first weekend, actually. I think wasn't it? Um, oh yeah, yeah. It was but... the very first day. It was the oh first day yeah. Shooting. Well, there was a yeah. but um, one of our actresses had an incident on set, which then caused a sickness. Pretty to good occur. shingles. Yeah. Was, oh. Yeah. She got, yeah. She whipped herself in the face. Oh, she said she. Well, she had said that it wasn't. Uh, the whip didn't cause it, but I. I don't know how. Like there had to be a catalyst in it because that's where it all. That's where the infection started. So. Oh yeah, no. One of our. Yeah. So that was fun. Because <laughs> it's like. She's like calling me, saying, "Hey, um, I, I can't. My whole entire like eye is swollen shut." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> so here I am, 
thinking, oh, crap, i got to get creative. I'm only going to be able to see the left side of her face. we got to keep moving forward, you know, <laughs> um, trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. And um, I had it all figured out, but since she finally went to the doctor and got some antibiotics, and it was actually cleared up by the time we filmed, which was oh, made. Did my hand make the cut as her stunt double hand? <laughs> yes, it did, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it looks good. Oh. Can't tell. And I was I was uh, for sure you could tell. You can't. <laughs> you can't. No, you can't. Um, but, yeah, so we had that issue. There was just, uh, you know, this was a totally different beast than um, Broken Road. Broken Road was shot in, like, eight days. But the type of, like, how it was structured, it, you know, it, it, it worked. It, 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 you could do it that way. Lonesome Highway was probably the grandest undertaking we have taken on at this time it was this required more it was you know there was no yeah, way we should have eight days wrangling all the extras in the rain yeah and the cold i think we shot we should yeah yeah we shot at least gosh i know we shot over 21 days if you add up all the days um and i believe 15 of those days were 15 days straight the other days the month before were all scattered all over the place so yeah, most um, of them were most of them out at the farm that we shot out like the weekends were fourteen and fifteen hours, I think each. Yeah, we were all kind of, we all we, we were all pretty so cranky. <laughs> yeah, we just had so much to do. Apparently, I got mad, and apparently, I said some. I, I cussed when Brittany asked me something. And I don't cuss. Yeah. And I said, well, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> I, I just walked away. I, I, I don't remember. <laughs> Yeah, and I and I, I don't, if anybody knows me, I I don't do that. And then, and she told me that, and I said I honestly don't remember it, so I must have been really tired. He blacked out. Well yeah. well, yeah, and it's like everybody has fun on set, you know. Like I like everyone's still having a good time, and it's like it, like you know we'd go to bed and be like, okay, well you know tomorrow, you know we gotta make sure like we're not like like having too much fun, and then it's like everyone gets on set and you totally forgot about like how you didn't get any sleep and it's just like no no like what'd you do and everybody's having a good time and it's like oh crap (laughs) we gotta shoot because in series one we had a smaller cast and in series two Mm -hmm. it's gotten a lot bigger and every more of an ensemble cast no one complained heat cold whatever yeah it was a lot of fun i think i think we were really blessed um not not saying that we weren't blessed the first time because we had a, I mean we had a lot of great people, um, but I mean I loved I loved everybody we had on set like it was just it was so much fun we've met so many people that are just so talented and like I said I mean I was starstruck by Rodney the first time I met him and all I did was say good morning with a cup of coffee in his hands you know and <laughs> I mean just working with Vanessa and I mean Jennifer and Drew and you know Sean and Melissa like I mean every like everybody that was on set it was just like a pleasure to have them on set and they're just so talented and everybody was so nice and gracious. Um, just like what, like, yeah, it, like Vanessa was saying with the weather and just like, if we were running behind, everybody was just like, Oh no, it's fine. Like we'll go in and eat. And I mean, so everybody was just so talented and, and wonderful. It was just such a good experience. Yeah. And like, I'm a strong believer. If you can't have fun in what you're doing, it's not worth doing. It means a lot to me whenever I have actors still coming up to me saying that they had that was one of the funnest sets they've ever been on was working on Lonesome Highway, you know. And I'm like, well, I'm glad it was for you because it was one of the most stressful for me. <laughs> I didn't feel my stress. Oh yeah, so stressful. <laughs> you know, being in charge. But when you get yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get to look back at it though, like the stuff I was, oh yeah, I, was I loved tonight it. about that this morning that like you know there's some stuff that was so stressful. But it's like looking back at it now, it's just like, man, like I miss hanging out with everybody and, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and like setting up for shots and stuff like that. Because like regardless of like the stress with the weather and the time frame and like having to shoot a lot and people being sick and like just the things that happen in life. Because um, everybody everybody on set was still, we all had other jobs, you know, so I mean everybody was going to other jobs and then coming back and. Yeah. I mean, so everybody um, was just getting drained. But, like, looking back at it now, it's just like, man, but it's so much fun, and you get to form, like, bonds with people that you wouldn't oh, really yeah. get to have. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, and there's, and we, there's, you know, there's tons of stories. I mean, every time we get together, we always talk about something funny that happened on set, you know, especially, you get, um, as filmmakers, the one thing I always fear is, like, whenever you're taking all of the gun props away and hauling them, like, what do you do if you get pulled over? That's always been my... I did. 
Brittany, I was I was driving and Brittany was behind me and I saw the lights go off. I wasn't as much bothered that the fact that she had fake guns in her uh, <laughs> in the back, uh-huh. but she had a prop piece of uh, <laughs> a severed body part. Um, <laughs> and it was wrapped in a uh, plastic trash bag, bag, and I'm like, oh, trash bag. And I'm like, yeah, this is not going to be good. So Vanessa was with me, and so we turned around. So I'm like, crap, I'm going to go talk to the police officer about this. You know, this is going to be something, you know, <laughs> how am I going to explain this? You know, but he I think actually. I was exhausted. Yeah, and we had been out there shooting. Like, it was hot and sweaty that day. We have been out there shooting. Like, I looked like crap. Like, I looked like I'd been put through a meat grinder, I'm sure. As if you had killed someone, for <laughs> And were exhausted. Yeah, like, I mean, I looked horrible. I had, like, fake blood everywhere, like a tote full of guns that looked real and felt real. I mean, Rodney oh, asked us at one point if it was a real gun. So what did the cop do? Um, he, I mean, he was super nice. Like I was lost. I mean, I, I had no idea where I was at. And he was, I mean, he was like, well, what did you do? And I was like, oh, we we're shooting like a web series, you know, I was like, I don't know where I'm at. Like, I was like, I, yeah, I've lost the person that I'm supposed to be following. He was really, really nice. Like he, he was just like, oh, what kind of web series? <laughs> I was like, um, a post-apocalyptic Western. He was just like, oh, okay. He's like, He's like, that sounds like fun. I'm like, yeah, I'm just tired. We've been at it for a while. He's like, oh, okay, well, where are you going? I don't know. And he know. gave me directions. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, I'm super lost, so I'm not for sure. I was like, I'm trying to get back to Springfield. <laughs> so I got lucky. He was super nice. But, yeah, I was just like, are you kidding me? I was like, what's a great way to end the day? I was like, I just want to go to sleep. Well, I was like, no, I'm getting pulled over. If it makes you it feel better. Me, India. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, that reminds me, we had an incident where the toilet Oh, God. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was around uh, the morning. We had finished shooting. I was so tired, but I'm like, I need to go. So I went and drove to the local Walmart. From head to toe, I've got blood (laughs) on me. Walking in, my tactical boots and everything. I go up to get some stuff that I needed, go to check out. There are two cops standing there, and they turn and they look at me, and they do the double take. I was like, oh, God, please don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me. I'm so tired. Please don't talk to me. And they didn't. <laughs> and I think to myself, what is wrong when you've got somebody covered in blood and you don't talk to them and you're a police officer? They were at the end of their shift, too. They didn't care. <laughs> it, made, it made me... It made me feel pretty good, though, in my makeup capabilities because Vanessa told me she went to the gas station and some guy was like, are you all right? I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, so it looks believable if he asked you if you're okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, so I shouldn't worry. Oh, man. Like, yeah, we had people wanting to be extras, too. Uh-huh. Like, um, one woman at the store, she saw me, she said, are you in an accident? Do you need help? Like, no. Yeah. I girl did my makeup. Shooting a series. Yeah. A great conversation starter. <laughs> and she was just, there's a lady at the gas station oh. that, like, Vanessa was giving business cards out to. She was like, I want to be an extra. Is it a horror film? Why are you covered in blood? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was. That was I certainly. totally forgot about that. I forgot about the bathroom going out. That was awful. Yeah. It was just like I would didn't want to drink anything. Like I was so dehydrated. I was like, I need water, but I have nowhere to go pee. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> trying to be conservative at that point. Oh, I mean, we have about sixty people with the extras. And main cast? Yeah. You just find a bush somewhere is what you do at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's like all the yeah. guys are doing. They're like, I'm going to go behind the barn. I'll see you later. <laughs> Lucky for you, I can't. I can't just go behind the barn. There's like 30 people walking around. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, there's no privacy. It's a lot harder for us to do. Yeah. Whoa. And you don't know well, like where we're at. It was kind of creepy. It was like super quiet and dark. <laughs> I I didn't want to be out there. It, it 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 works well for the series though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your bladder sucks yeah. for a good cause. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that was. Yeah, and we got lucky with that too with Jason. I mean, like he found us so many great locations, and like his parents let us stay at their Jason house, Preston. and like we had yeah, a refugee yeah. camp built. It was it yeah. was just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Cat Preston Pressler. is like MacGyver. 
Yes, he is. Yeah, he, he is. is he is like MacGyver. He builds like all of our bonfires. He's like, oh, I can build a bonfire. <laughs> bonfire. <laughs> you know, yeah. He would just do anything. Oh, this gun, this, you know, this gun's jammed. He would sit there and just like do something to it super fast and it would work. I'm like, all right. Yeah, he's like, I fixed it. <laughs> yeah, and then we're like, well, we need, who, who we need to hang somebody off of something. Oh, I got it. Build something. I'm just like, you're amazing. <laughs> who's, who, like, what's I don't the name even of know the what's happening. Who's the, name, who's the name of your MacGyver? Oh, Jason Preston. Oh. oh. Yes, yes, he plays uh he plays the stranger in oh, Highway. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was just a jack of all trades. I mean he was awesome. Yeah, yeah, he was he was great to work with. Um and uh you know, I will say this that I, when Rodney makes his appearance again as Moses, um, I love how he remake how how he kinda gets reintroduced back into the series. It's um it, it was a lot of fun shooting that scene. Uh, because a lot of people came, we came away from Broken Road uh, with people saying that, you know, they love Drifter and they love this, but they really enjoyed Moses' character because he was so much mystery behind him. You didn't know, you know, what, who he was. And, uh, you know, um, and so his reintroduction into the into Lonesome Highway is a lot of fun. Um, and we got to shoot a saloon, not a saloon, see, I keep saying saloon because it's not really a Western, it's a modern, you know, anyway. I won't get technical, but you know we shot a bar scene, and it's yeah, it, it's just it's just a great reintroduction, and also a great way to show how people act in this world and to do some you know world building mm-hmm. as well. And they so it's the world this time too a little bit in the way it's viewed because it's not like the first one where it was kind of a western feel to it, but Jason yeah, yeah. is totally taking it another direction. Huh. Yeah, we early on. You know, like, Broken Robe is definitely, like, an old-school approach, like a Western. Lonesome Highway is going to be, we approached it like a war movie with Western motifs. Like, because that's the world of Drifter, it's going to have those Western motifs, because that's the world that it's been created in. But the style that we approach it in this time to really show how it affects all the characters and how this war has done that, you know, we approach it like a war movie and kind of get psychological with it, like a psychological thriller, if you will. It's kind of the way it's approached, but set in this, you know, dystopian world. And it's very real. It's very realistic too. Because I mean, if there was another war, like I really do feel like this is extremely realistic to how it would be. I mean, this. I mean, people would be setting up camps like this. You know, people would be banding together, and you'd have your people that would that would try and take mm-hmm. over. You know what I mean? Try and take over and be almost tyrants. Of the land, because it's like once, like once your government, if like if your government fails, you know, there's not going to be law enforcement, you know, and it's just like people that have the means to take over are going to take over. And I feel like it's oh, yeah. very realistic. I mean, this is, I mean, this is what would happen in my eyes. I think what would happen if this mm-hmm. was a real world. Yeah. Like, so it feels yeah, very and realistic our, to. And our, and our, yeah, and and our bad guys in this one um, are really kind of represent what this um, war has created. You know, there's people who are surviving, and we see that, but we also see the opposite side of that with this war has created some people, or actually these people have taken advantage of the war, and it's just become their playground, uh, especially if Mustang Sally played by Jim Effort, which there is a there is a wonderful scene that I can't wait to see edited between Rodney's character and Jennifer that's going to just be... Oh, my God. I, I just can't wait. Yeah. Rodney, that. <laughs> that was so much fun to shoot, too. Like, that day was Yeah, we, we, Rodney, we, we, you're, we, you're awesome. We won't give it away because it's just going to be a, it's just a fun and wonderful scene. But um, I was, uh, it so, was, I was first... so impressed with Rodney in that scene, like how he, like, I don't know, like how, how he handled himself in that scene. I was really impressed. Yeah. Like he did a really was good actually job. Kind of... It comes off well. You know, and, uh, and Rodney, I never told you this. I was actually really worried about that scene, so that's why I kept on telling you it, whenever we would talk about it, I'm like, well, this is how this scene's going to be shot. You know, I'm just telling you because it seems there's more than what's happening. This is how I'm going to shoot it. And they most of Rodney our conversations and, about that were about about Rodney in that scene. Every, like you know, what I mean, every time we would do script rewrites with that scene, that I mean, we kept that in mind. Like I remember you telling me that, like, okay, like, well, yeah, like, yeah. we don't I want we don't Rodney. Want <laughs> yeah, we want we want everybody to be comfortable. Like so, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that 
Yeah, that would and, make sure people uh, knew it was was going to be shot in the the right way, not it's not it's, in, uh, like in an uncomfortable you know, way. Uh-huh. And uh, and Jennifer, I think you know Rodney. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that you know whenever you both got on set, you know I I, I laughed. It was funny, but she broke the ice by saying, "Hi, my name's Jennifer." This is, and she's being all goofy and stuff, and she goes, "This is how I really am." But when it's time to act, I am going to be all up in your business. <laughs> you know, that was the first introduction to Rodney, and you know, and it was to say, "Yeah, that's how you do." It. And they just had a, they were, they were laughing. I mean, it was just a really funny scene, you know. And but well, it was funny when we were filming it. When you see the scene, it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, it probably won't be too it's, funny it's, if you watch it. Funny. But. Yeah, but. Um, Rodney and Jen did a great job, and Drew Dively, oh, my gosh, he does an amazing job as his character of Moon. He is um, our, you know, evil mastermind in this one. It, it's He's great as well. I mean, then we've also got we some other people. We just have great people on this. Mm-hmm. Like, I love, got, like, I love everybody we have. I've not gotten that question. Drifter Lonesome Highway is pretty much an ensemble cast, I think. It's kind of the way it became. Um more than the first one, yeah. and it's, you know, because on one hand, you've got George Cron, who's done tons of stuff over the years, acting in films and theater, working with him was great, then we also got to get um, a couple people from an, another movie I worked on, Rachel Edlow and um, Dalton Briggs. Oh, God, she was great, them. yeah, she's great, too. Yes, Rachel, and is, Bruce, oh, she's awesome. Bruce came in, like, oh, Bruce yeah, came in yeah. and did a scene with Rachel, and it was just, I mean, we oh, got him last a, minute too, and he was just—he was fabulous in what yeah, he did as um, well. Yeah, and then of course you've got oh, man. There's so many people. Uh, Melissa, Dan, Sean, Dan, yeah. Dan Skinner. He—he he was great. He came yeah. out one day, I, like like I don't know, like eight hours, nine hours before he's supposed to, and like brought everybody Gatorade. Like he just like yeah, yeah brought like a thing of Gatorade because it's hot. Like he yeah. was just—I don't know. He, yeah, he, was he our, came on set. And was awesome. Yeah. Um, and Mike, but, uh, Mike Strain, he did some awesome. He did some awesome makeup effects for us and. And, and pyro, he did a lot of pyro. Yeah, we got <laughs> pyro in this one. Uh, he almost yeah, killed we'll, me. <laughs> that was. You scary. know what? Vanessa, I I will have to tell you that I I saw an, a, a clip that Jonathan used that I hadn't seen of that of the explosion, and I hear you scream. Wow. I didn't know I that. Didn't know. I. Okay, we gotta know, know more about this okay. near death. Experience. Yeah, you really should not. <laughs> well, we can't. We we don't want to give away the scene, but there was a there was an, we did an explosion and um it the device sunk into the ground and shot at the set and blew up the top part of the set and oh. wood flew about eight feet above everybody's head, but there was a piece that actually got stuck in Vanessa's hair and she was like thir- twenty five feet away. Oh my oh, god! Wow. Since you're talking about it. We were actually supposed to do stunt fighting as soon as that thing exploded. And I felt something in my hair. I'm like, I'm stuck. Why am I stuck? I can't move my arm. Like, what happened? It was the projectile. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. And no, but but what, what was great is nobody thought it was going to be that loud. Like, like, nobody, nobody on set. We had tons of extras. We had a lot of, like, main cast members there. We had a, we had a bigger crew that night. Like everyone's standing around, ready, ready for this explosion, and nobody thought it was gonna be that loud. And like the, re- like you can see everybody's real reactions. Like all the extras actually like jump. Like I think Dan's running around as an extra. He slips and falls. Like everybody yeah. like actually freaked out. Everyone's like, oh my god! Like everybody well, was screaming I, for I, real. I, uh, it was fabulous. Well, I think- yeah, it looks great. And well, the thing is, after the explosion happened in the scene, we're all done. I'm like going around going, "Is everybody okay?" <laughs> you know, nobody's crying. Yeah, like everybody's like, like, "What?" <laughs> okay, let's watch it. Let's watch it on playback, and then we watched it on playback, and we got it. I said, "Okay, we're not doing that again." <laughs> that was, like every, like yeah, like know, everybody was great. flipping out. Can you imagine the looks on their faces if you said, "Okay, reset, take two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, one more time. <laughs> one more. One more for but, safety. Make it bigger. Make the explosion bigger. 
<laughs> yeah. And like Jason, um, like Jason Preston's face, like because he's like supposed to draw a gun, and like he doesn't for the longest time, like <laughs> just like just scared everybody. And he's like, oh, oh god, yeah, like a gun, and then he starts like shooting to walk off. But it's just like everybody was like so Whoa. dumbfounded because nobody thought it was gonna be that loud. Yeah, it was great. But it was great. Mike Strain, if you don't know him, he did specs on Stage Fright as well for us, but he also has done, I mean, his IMDb is long. He's done, the most yeah, recent he did, film he worked on was um, You're Next, that big horror film that came out in October. Um, it was in theaters. It was you, a horror film. If you haven't did. seen it, yeah, if you haven't seen it, it is such a well-made film. It is yeah. so fantastic. I love horror yeah. films, and it was just, it blew my mind. But, yeah, he just recently worked on that. Yeah. So we got to use, like, some of the props from it, which was, like, highlight of my life. It was awesome. There's a picture of Brittany laying down with the dead bodies from that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we actually, we do, we. The bodies. The props, the fake, yeah, the, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we got some props in that movie. Yeah, so the police will be visiting her again. This whole explosion conversation makes me question the earlier, uh, being stopped by police with a fake severed body. <laughs> I, you know, it was so loud in the back of my mind. I wondered if they were going to show up, to be honest with you. And I did hear sirens because when I'm watching the playback, I hear sirens in the distance, and I'm like going, I don't know if they were just driving around trying to figure out where it was from or what happened reported there. An exploded meth lab or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I was afraid of. Yeah, but it was a lot of, you know, it, but you know what? It, it, it was a lot of fun. It looks great on camera. Everybody had did a fantastic job on it. Nobody got hurt, which is the most important thing. And um, it was. And it everybody was a lot of had fun. a good laugh. You know, like all the yeah, actors were laughing laugh. at themselves after. Yeah. I mean, everybody was screaming. Oh, yeah. And oh, like, yeah. for, and everybody yeah. like kind of pauses, like because it's just like, oh my god. It's like, oh yeah, we're I think we have, it, 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 you, you, You've never seen a sight until you have thirty extras. 30 plus people trying to gather around the Canon 7D trying to watch the playback. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wish yeah. I wish we had a picture of that because, like, everybody was around our main camera. Like, did we get it? What did we look like? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It, well, was, it, was, it, was, since, it was fantastic. And you're official. Talking about the red. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We actually uh, used a red on it on this shoot oh, for cool. we did we, we did we we did some slow motion shots for a for an episode um and all that and uh Danny Rogers helped us out with that it was his camera and um anybody who needs to rent a good camera from Danny Rogers you know look him up on Facebook he's fantastic he also directed the movie Surrender which I was I worked on as a key production assistant and uh, I also did second assistant camera and Rodney was actually in Surrender which Rodney did a fantastic job in that as well and so was George who plays the chief in Lonesome Highway and um, so we go you know I keep telling people and I was just talking to Rodney about this earlier this morning that this area locally is just got so much talent that you know I you know that's why I keep mining these local fields if you will try to just you know to get these people on screen or doing something because you know this area is so rich with talent that nobody, you know, nobody else is really trying to take advantage of it. And, um, you know, uh, and I, and Rodney is, is surrender available yet? Uh, no, it's supposed to be available, um, very soon. Uh, that's the only yeah. thing I can really, I know it's had great reviews last, yes, uh, yes. Uh, I heard a few months ago, um, uh, that they did have a contract with a distributor, but something fell through. And then they yeah. were looking for a distributor. Well, and then, uh, last I heard, they've actually got two or three people that's competing against one another to get distribution on that. It will get distribution. It's a fantastic film. It's a faith-based film, but it's unlike any other faith-based film um, out there, I feel. And, I, and that's what I liked about the project is I was like, okay, if people are going to make faith-based films, these are this is how they need to be made. They need to be raw and they need to be realistic, and that's exactly what Surrender is. And Sarah Kessinger and everybody did a fantastic job on that. I had a blast working on it and met some wonderful people that you know we brought over to work on Lonesome Highway. And um, we you have know, someone doing um, the poster from Surrender too. Don't we? We're going to see if he can do. Yeah. The, yeah. The yeah. Which, yes. With. Yeah, where are we talking? I'm talking. I actually have a meeting with him Wednesday. If we can ever get out of the house of the snow. Oh, no. <laughs> God. Yeah. So, um, 
but yeah, so we've got a lot. There's a lot of talented people in this area, and um, I, we, we were and very we got blessed, blessed to have like all of them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and there's even more out there, I know. Okay, so (laughs) the the official story is that no one died in the making of this. Um, (laughs) No, nobody Are there any plans for season three? Uh, Yes, but right now I will say that I started outlining the third season, but, um, you know, that's so far down the line for me right now because um, we're just got to get through season two. I want to get season two really in front of a lot of people. and I want to uh, get it out to, you know, get it out to more people so they'll go back and watch the first series as well. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, you know, there's talks, too, that we might even be doing a little something that takes place in between Lonesome Highway and the next series that's going to deal with uh, Moses's character, possibly. So stay tuned for that. So there's a little, there's, there's, there's stuff happening, but, you know, right now we've got to get through season get season two done and get it out there and in front of people and get that ball rolling before we try to start, you know, thinking about the next, the next one. So, but yes, there are plans for that. It's just, you know, we've really got to get the first get season two out there and, so the Moses Moses spinoff being a tropical island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm on a beach drinking pina coladas. Yeah. Yeah, you, 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 we all joke about that, but this joke has been going on for like I don't know how long now, and I'm going to continue hearing it through the rest of the series. First day, I know Rodney will probably. Shooting. Yeah. Oh you know, gosh. I yeah. Think so let, I think we need to let Genre Attainment put in their bid for what Drifter's name is because Jason has never <laughs> told me what my character's name really is, and he's waiting yeah. until the last one to tell me. Uh, if, he doesn't even think he's going to tell you. I hate to break it to you. We've discussed this. He's even mentioned not telling you. So nope. <laughs> don't get too excited just in case he decides to keep here's, it in suspense here's, forever. Here's, here's the thing. If people think it's going to be some spectacular name. It's just a simple name. But James, the fact of the matter is, is that it, it plays into something, a nice little twist in the third one. So um, it, it does play into something quite nice. And uh, so... We didn't know MacGyver's name for a long time. Yeah. Well, if your name was Angus, you probably wouldn't be telling people either. No, probably not. It's probably not yeah. Angus. Unless you're an ACDC, that just doesn't usually work these days. <laughs> yeah, but as of right now, I mean, 2014, I know um, we've all got, you know, projects we're working on. You know, I mean, obviously, we're trying to – Drifter's a big one for us, so, for Brittany and I. But we've got other things in development, and we're trying to help on other projects um, and other web series. And – um, I know Rodney's got some stuff cooking as well, and um, Vanessa. I mean, we're all trying to keep busy. I mean, that's just what you have to do in this business, and you know, to get out there. So there's a lot of stuff in the works. Um, I know Brittany and I've got stacks of ideas that we're talking about trying to get going, but it's just you know we've got to take it one step at a time and uh, do, do do things correctly, and just keep on trying to get stuff. Get, to get our work out there and get everybody and showcase everybody else, everybody's work. I mean, we've got Matt um, Lathrum who's going to be doing visual effects for us, and he is an amazing visual effects artist. He is very talented, and I, you know, just like I told all the actors and crew, I said, you know, I want to get this out there because I want to showcase everybody's work. It's not just about my, you know, me and Brittany. It's about everybody else who's involved. It's to showcase everybody's work because, you know, I'm very, you know pleased but like with this it really means a lot to me but when we went to LA Hannah Duncan who played um Emily in Broken Road she told me about you know I'm not mad enough to say it brought a tear to my eye uh she was telling me that when she went out to LA she didn't really have anything on for a reel except you know Broken Road you know she just did a lot more theater than anything and she has and based just on her performance alone in Broken Road, she got an agent in L.A., and actually she's working on as a regular on the show Minute Work. I believe that's the right one on TBS. Yeah, it is. And, oh, cool. Yeah, and so, you know, that meant a lot to me that, you know, her agent even told her to tell me that he, they love the series. Okay. So, um, you know, so that Yay, tells me cool. that we're on the right track with things because yeah. we're not, you know – we're showcasing everybody's work and it's paying, you know, and it's working for some people and it's getting us, getting us more, getting, you know, people gigs, you know, and that's, 
that's what and it's that's, all about. That's what, you we were, know? that's what we were talking about yesterday, you and I, uh, when we were looking at your the edit you were doing of episode two, because um, uh-huh. it's a war flashback, and we we're like, there's a shot where there's a lot of open field, and Brazier's like, yeah, you know, and she's gonna tell Latham, for instance, um, like just free reign, do what you want, and we were discussing, you know, like to tell Matt, like make yourself look good. Like, you know, do, like, do what you this have is, to this do is, this to is make you yourself telling, look good, because this is for you. This, yeah, you know, and and I, and I purposely shot stuff for him so he could have room to, you know, add what I wanted, but if he thought, if he thought something else, he could add something else to the picture that's going to make the picture better, then I'm all for it, you know, because it's, it's, it's not just about me and American Wasteland and Brittany. You know, it's about Vanessa, it's about Rodney, it's about everybody involved. And I want everything, even beyond Drifter, whatever, whatever series we're, we're doing, I want people who work with us on projects to know that we're, you know, trying to showcase their work as much as everybody else's work. And it, you know, they might open doors for them. With Hannah, I remember telling Brazier I was getting pictures made at Walmart. Like I was, like I was just, they're getting pictures printed off and you know they have the big tvs and they play clips of television shows and i look up it was the coolest it was the coolest feeling ever i look up and i see hannah standing on the tv because she it was a clip of men at work that tbs show and i'm like oh my god i'm like that's hannah i'm like you know like i've worked with her like she was like she was in something we did like i i, I call brazier and i'm like uh so hannah's on the television at walmart <laughs> I was like, what? I was like yeah. Hannah is on the television at Walmart. Camera. And he was like, I thought she said she was in something. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. a crazy, I mean, it's a crazy feeling, and it feels good to know that, like, you've been a part of something that's helped somebody else. Like, that's, it's a really cool yeah. feeling to know that she can say that, like, oh, well, because of this, I got this. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's that's something we are a part of. Like, it's something that everybody's a part of. That you know, what I mean, it's not like Brazier was saying. It's not just him. It's not just me. Like it's not just Vanessa. It's not just Rodney. It's like what everybody did in that first one has helped one person. So that one person, in turn, can do something that can help somebody else, which is a really cool feeling um, to yeah. know that like you're making a difference in people, like in people's lives and their mm-hmm. careers. It's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, Michael's coming back. My brother, he's coming back to do. Um, the music, and he's already scored episode one. It sounds fantastic. So uh, we're excited about that. Award winning uh, now. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and uh, he's excited to get to this other stuff too, on and score the rest of the picture. So, um, and I will say this: that we should actually be launching a online store for people to buy merchandise here in the next, hopefully by February, when we launch the website. So bear with us on that, but people will be able to buy posters and maybe I'm even working on getting the soundtrack so people can buy. So especially from the first series and uh and Rodney I do need to talk to you too about something too about a song uh, that we thought about yesterday in a meeting for uh, Lonesome Highway we could add in for you. Um, <laughs> so so sorry side note there. But your country western song you're writing about I was getting yeah, so. some great lyrics when they were talking about pissing behind the barn a few minutes ago. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome, sir. Oh, you have at that. Yep. We're happy yeah, that to enjoy working with you so much. You can have those lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. But yeah, I mean, we can't wait for it to get to get out there. This series is eight episodes longer than the first. It's you know, the first one was six. This one's got a couple more extra. But it's just a lot heavier, a lot, a big, a different approach to everything. Um, and uh, bigger, yeah, much, much bigger scope. And it's just really, uh, you know, when it's all said and done, it's, you know, I'll be able to, because when you're in the middle of the editing process, you know, it's kind of, you don't know what to think because you're just focused on that one thing at the moment. But when it's all said and done, I know that it's going to be a very, very, it's going. It's going to be amazing. I am very excited about it because all the performances in front of and behind the camera, and it's it's just going to be really great. Excellent. Well, we look forward to seeing it. Uh, well, before we go, is there anything else you guys would like to add about the about the season and where they can find season one, where they'll be able to find season two? Yeah, and where our listeners can find all of you online. Yeah. Each of you. 
Each one of you, if you have yeah. Oh, you, you can watch uh, Drifter Broken Road, which is Series 1 at DrifterSeries.com. Uh, and you'll once we actually launch the website redesign and stuff in February, you'll be able to see the trailer for Lonesome Highway. But uh, Lonesome Highway will also be housed there as well. So that will be the main port, if you will, for everything happening with Drifters, DrifterSeries.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can follow all, I think, most of us here on Twitter. Uh, we have an American Wasteland one, and I believe that's Wastelander02, at Wastelander02. And then, of course, mine is just at Jason Brazier. Uh, you can follow us on there. And Drifter Series, you can find us there at Drifter Series on Twitter and on Facebook as well. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm pretty fancy. I have a Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I hear that might their smartphones. Huh? Say what? What happened? I don't what? have one of them smartphones. Oh, don't feel Oh, yeah, that's either. right. I yeah, do have an American Wasteland website as well, though. And I know that you can also find uh, American Wasteland at AmericanWastelandENT.com. And Rodney has a website as well. And what, what's, what is, is it? Rodney Wiseman at RodneyWiseman.com? Rodney? Yes, yes. Uh, that's the unique name I chose for my website was <laughs> RodneyWiseman.com. That's beautiful. <laughs> I, 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 I love it. I love it. Very, very unique. Vanessa, you have one too, don't you? Yeah, it's Vanessa Lanani, V-A-N-E-S-S-A-L-E-I-N-A-N-I.com. And that'll take you to everywhere. I always use my first and last name together. Oh, there you go. Nice. Again, beautiful. Yes, that's right. Yeah, our award-winning horror web miniseries, you can watch it at AmericanWastelandENT.com backslash stage fright. Or if you just go to the American Wasteland site, just click on the poster and it'll take you right to it. All right. Well, thank you, all of you, for being on the show. And clearing your busy schedules, because this joke, because they're, like they're, <laughs> they're all snowed in. They're all snowed in. For the listeners it's, right now, they are all snowed in and have nothing else to do but talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> well, i tell you what, Brittany, Jason, uh, Brittany, Jason, and Vanessa, it's all good to hear from you. And March, it was nice talking to you, too. It's It's been a pleasure uh, talking to you, March. And, uh kind of reunited you know jason even looking back you know it's amazing we even got that the whole thing and you too Brittany and vanessa uh because the the scenes were so intense but between scenes it was just so down home it was it was the, the most difficult thing about rapping is you feel like you're leaving your family you know because you come so close you know and and uh, this phone call, it's its kind of like a family reunion, you know. It's been really great. But uh, anyway, oh, gosh, this is awesome. I miss all of you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you all right. guys so well, much guys. for having us. It's yes. been a joy. Thank you. No Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, Likewise. This is James Cauley from Star Trek Phase 2, and you're listening to Genretainment. Well, thanks to Jason, Brittany, Rodney, and Vanessa for taking the time to talk with us about their series and the upcoming new season. Now, we mentioned in the start of the show about our new web series, Whispers from the Shadows. Now, in a very fortunate turn of events, Jason and Brittany asked to join our producing team after we announced the series. Right now, we're super busy with pre-production, but we do have some great guests lined up for this show. So keep an eye out on our Facebook page, Marx's Twitter account, which is at... At Mr. Marx. M-R Marx. Capital M-R and then capital M-A-R-X. Okay. Or our website at genretainment.com. So that's it for today's Genretainment. We'll be back soon with all new guests from our favorite films, TV shows, novels, and web series. And don't forget, you can also check out the other great shows on the Sci-Fi Pulse radio channel like SFP Now, The Roundtable, and more. Genretainment is a production of Alien Jungle Bug Productions. Until until next next time. Monkey.